Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to another episode of The Sword and Shield. I am Chief Master Sergeant Christopher Howard, 960 of COG SEL, and today with me I have... Master Sergeant Estes, 960 of the Cyberspace Wing, First Sergeant, and 854 COS, First Sergeant. And? Captain Jamila Gonzalez, 960 of Cyber Wing, Executive Officer. Thank you both for uh, joining me today. And today, I would love to talk to both of you about uh, breath versus depth. Uh, when we talk about leadership, when we talk about experience, when we talk about what we're looking for, um, for uh, opportunities, um, what do you see as the most important, uh, Sarnesis, breadth or depth? To me, it's it's breadth. Okay. Um, because, and I, I can only speak for my, um, not career field, but my career as a whole, um, active duty, TR, AGR civilian security forces um agr first sergeant just having those different experiences and opportunities um to prepare me to be the senior nco i am today as opposed to somebody with depth who's been in the same wing for their whole career and having never moved to another squadron and or a special duty or even another base okay what about you Ken? So when I think of breadth, I think overall just experiences that kind of bring you to who you are and what you've developed to be. And then when I think of depth, I often my mind goes to like technical expertise, but there could just be depth of knowledge and, and mission sets in maybe even to say in leadership skills, if I try to think of it in that regard, how much knowledge do you have? in what particular function you're doing at the time. So I do think that overall breadth uh, of experience would be what I think is the most important, but both are necessary. No, I agree, right? So when we talk about breadth versus depth, the argument always, especially within the reserves, is, uh, you know, hey, I'm a one unit here. Um, You know, the whole idea is that we're going to be the subject matter experts. So why is depth? not a key perspective because there's a misnomer about breath as well, right? So breath could be, uh, I have to move. I don't want to move. So how do you argue, how do I get breath of experience um, when this is the only unit that holds my FSC in this region? Uh, how do I grow, right? So if I'm a tech sergeant, want to be a command chief, um, how do I get there from here, right? Let's use a unit like... Um, let's say, uh, uh, off it, right? Where there's not uh, a wing, there's one unit, maybe two units when it comes to uh, other wings that have reserve units, but there's no real development or opportunity as far as multiple units with the same FSC. How would you argue, how do I get breath? Um, You can get breath in a lot of different ways. Uh, You can apply for a special duty. You can uh, apply to become part of an honor guard uh, unit. Something mm-hmm. like that. You can go on orders with another organization and learn some different type of skills. You can shadow someone. 
uh, in another career field or another uh, office, you can get mentorship from uh, an individual and you can cross train to get breath. So okay. um, those are some options there. And kind of expanding on uh, what uh, you had, Captain, what, what would you give as advice? So advice, if there was someone that particularly uh, wanted to stay in a, in a location, then uh, breadth of experience could come from volunteer opportunities, maybe uh, deployments, uh, possibly looking to uh, grow with educational experience, going through reaching out to different levels of the chain of command to get inputs and perspective as to where maybe um, those individuals would want to have them focus, where sometimes when you're only looking at yourself, you may not see areas of where maybe you could benefit from certain experiences. So going to different levels of mentorship uh, could bring ideas. And something else will come back to me, but uh, I do have something else that I'm. Yeah, no worries. So I, 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 what I'd like to, to, to break this down to. So when this conversation comes up, it's usually after um, stratifications. Um, it's after selection boards uh, for particular jobs. Um, there's a lot of arguments in leadership uh, about what, what are we looking for in individuals. And then there's misnomers about uh, breadth versus depth. I think you two really hit on a number of things when we talk about some of the outside perspectives about breadth, right? Uh, and and to kind of pick at, at that, right? So internally to the wing, right? So we have some unique skill sets. So we definitely are looking for some depth and knowledge when we talk about cybersecurity, cyber domain, and even from leadership, we're wanting individuals that have some kind of depth and knowledge, right? If you're too shallow in that uh, that knowledge, um, then there's going to be holes, barriers, or or uh, um, gaps that we have to cover. So. We want to get more depth in that knowledge, but we also want a breadth of experience. I would argue that there's a really good balance of, of both to get you there. Um, when we talk about reservists and staying in within certain regions or certain areas for their job or their family, then you know it's one of the reasons why we join more often than not. And uh, kind of picking through that is internally to the 960 cyber wing, for example, let's just say you're at JBSA, um, you're Intel or you're cyber. Um, Maybe you don't have a lot of avenues, but we want to look at depth and breadth. What about wing priorities? Right? Right? How, uh, there I'm getting leadership. And then depending on what the priority is, then maybe I'm even getting some depth and knowledge, right? Um, when I take on other roles with inside of an organization, it's not always being um, in the same job, in the same position, in the same work center, right? How am I learning and expanding upon my Depth of knowledge uh, as far as my career, depth of knowledge as far as my leadership, as well as getting a breadth of uh, experience, right? If I, for instance, I'm a SATCOM or by trade, which is RF transmissions and then, you know, it's, it's kind of grown. If I only did same kind of SATCOM work my whole career, I'd be very siloed out. And that's really what we're concerned about, right? We get, I think sometimes the confusion is that depth equals siloing. Um, and breadth means flattening out. So that whole comment about um, jack of all trades, master of none, right? You want to have the masters. So did I silo them out or do I have that jack of all trades, which did I, you know, breadth it out, right? Uh, how do we find the balance? What what, do you, what kind of uh, advice would you give Sartnestus uh, on, uh, you know, kind of tackling that, that balance between getting enough knowledge 
and enough experience in, across the board as far as depth and breadth. So when when the chiefs are or the sales are having those conversations uh, and they're stratting or they're selecting individuals for positions, I think a conversation needs to be had at that level um, and even in the NCO level where as we're developing leaders and we're leveraging that talent management, we're looking at people's documents and we're saying, okay, this individual doesn't have this, but if we if they go and work this priority or if they go and do, you know, become an exact uh, counsel on the top three, um, this will get them where they need to go to make that next step. And so it's it's not a matter of looking back after the fact and saying, oh, well, this individual didn't get this position because of this reason. Why don't we look at their packages ahead of time? And I know that's a lot of work and, you know, we don't have time on our hands, but I think that it would be a great opportunity to develop our people and mentor them to get them to that that position um, for when the time comes for them to apply for it. Right. And it goes back to uh, a conversation that you and I have often and, and we've had uh, in the past is that mentorship piece, right? So as we go through that mentorship process, bringing down a CDB, which is a crew data brief, right? Um, looking at what what's on those records, right? Um, looking at what their experiences are and also identifying where in their APRs um, we're showing some of that both breadth and depth, right? Uh, and making sure that we're capturing it appropriately to show. Now, even if I stay within this organization, I can still show both based on job title changes, um, not just to change it for whatever reason, but honest job changes, um, taking on and tackling uh, priorities, taking on, especially as a younger airman, different additional duties and conquering those things and moving forward. MG, you know, you have a wide breadth of experience being prior enlisted and uh, your roles as an officer as well. Uh, what else could you add to this? So uh, circling back to when we were talking about ways to gather a breadth of experience, it mm -hmm. came up in what you were saying, Sergeant Estes, and that was um, memberships in private organizations. So finding uh, opportunities to participate in private organizations, I wanted to mention that, as well as what you mentioned a couple times, Chief, which was participation in the strategic alignments and the priority uh, developments that come from those strategic alignments. So that terminology is used uh, frequently in uh, the reserve and also in active duty. So those two areas would be uh, opportunities where someone could obtain breadth of experience. Then from there, when it comes to tackling the balance uh, between breadth and depth, I think of what you said with mentorship, because in certain roles, in some areas, you may need to focus on breath, but then there may be skill sets in that role where you need to focus on depth. And when I think of depth, I think how you gather that will be more through education. Uh, and sometimes uh, what you had said, Sergeant Estes, which would be shadowing. What is it that someone's already doing so that you can again, maybe see that technical expert level that you may need in your current role. So when we talk about obtaining that balance, I think it comes to understanding what your role is at the time in that organization and knowing where you need to focus on for the breadth and where you need to focus on for the depth. So I, I just think every function that we have does require both and finding that balance can come through mentorship. Right. And it's always a, it comes down to commitment, right? Um, whether you're driving towards different types of jobs for breath, whether it's um, putting forth the effort to educate yourself to get the experiences and knowledge for the depth, and then leveraging both 
right? Um, and that's the thing I think where we get kind of mixed signals and not and not a clear understanding of why I want to tackle this subject is, uh, you know, there's ways to get both of these and it's really about reflection. If we're talking about a hiring board, you get a couple of looks, you get the initial application package and then you get the interview. So how do I capture all that, right? Um, if I'm looking at uh, for progression or development uh, boards, then how has that been captured in my records appropriately, right? So showing that uh, breadth of experience in different leadership roles, um, like you identified uh, shirt that being a first sergeant or taking on uh, additional um, types of roles like honor guard or special duties all come into some of the breadth, you know, going on exercises and deployments, uh, as the captain pointed out as well, uh, for some of that depth of knowledge and experience and making sure that's all captured in the records. And then really being able to then tailor that, that knowledge, right? Making the, the time and effort and taking the time to cognitively thread all these pieces together uh, come into play. Um, because uh, like if I was to go to a, an interview board for a job, I have to be able to show that I have both breadth of knowledge and experience and a depth of knowledge and experience. And then how do I weave that together? And that takes a lot of time. I'm not that smart. I just spend a lot of time thinking about how do I put this piece to this piece to this piece to that piece and weave it all together to show that, okay, all this years of just getting the poop kicked out of me uh, for my job, uh, what did I learn from it? And why is it useful to you as a hiring official? Or why is it uh, useful for me to become the next chief or the next senior or the NCOIC of this work center, right? Um, so what are your thoughts, Tarnessis? So I, I like to think of things kind of backwards sometimes. And, you know, being a civilian, I, I've had to be that individual applying for a position and understanding, do my documents or do my does my resume or whatever line up with what the KSAs are? And so a lot of times if you want to, I guess, measure where you're at to where you want to go, you actually look at those job announcements and, you you know, you rack and stack based on what you have. And so if you don't have those things, then those are the those are the goals that you go for. And so if I am a uh, senior NCO like I am and I want to look at a senior master sergeant position within this wing or somewhere else, um, I need to be looking at what those uh, KSAs are for that position and see if I'm ready for. And so um, I think it, it, like you said, it takes a lot of time. Um, one important thing that I thought about why you, why everybody was talking is that um, not only do you need to be able to speak to that breadth and depth, but you have to make sure your records are, are good to go too. Because a lot of times um, if an in-person interview is not an option, um, those packages are the only thing that those hiring officials are looking at. And so if your documents are not right or accurate, then you're already pulled out of the pool to begin with. So the documents, it, it would, it would be very beneficial for that individual to make sure that their documents are right and accurate as they move forward. And then the next piece would be, how do I articulate my knowledge and experience? Okay. Looking at kind of what we've talked about so far, some of the things that I think about when, when breath is mentioned is like you said, maybe statuses, uh, Possibly enlisted officer, sometimes active duty, RTR, IMA, AGR, um, different types of assignments. All of those things, I think, often get brought up as what 
is breadth of experience. But I think earlier on, we kind of gave a lot of examples as to how you can obtain breadth of experience, whether or not, you know, you've gone through those different statuses um, or had those different assignments. But I definitely think what Sergeant Estes, you know, mentioned as far as having that ongoing uh, reflection of what's in, in your records and looking ahead when it comes to your knowledge, skills and abilities of that next position that you want to have and pulling that up in advance and reflecting on that and using that uh, kind of gives you that area of maybe where you do want to focus on getting more depth because there's something in that role that you're looking to obtain that maybe you're not as strong in, or there may be indicators of where you need to obtain more breadth and it'll also guide you. So I think that's a great tool to use to help focus on where you may be needing more breadth or depth. And one more piece I want to throw in that um, before we, we close out too is um, comfortable, right? Right. Are we challenging ourselves both from a breadth and depth uh, perspective to challenge what is comfortable? Am I challenging myself to be a better technician, a better analyst, a better leader? Right. And how am I doing that? Am, am I driving to being um, getting this knowledge either through um, more diving into the, the career field or in that particular job for the depth? Or am I driving myself to more breadth as well um, to challenge my comfort zone? Right. So for me personally, um, I was kind of a crusty maintainer operator. Right. I did uh, tactical expeditionary. Um, you know, I did. Uh, fixed calm. I did all these different things and it was, you know, always, you know, slap them upside the head, just get after it, rumble, rumble, knuckle dragging, um, cussing and fussing uh, type of person. And uh, one of the roles I took on after that at the turning point in my career was to be a first sergeant, knowing it was going to challenge me not to be so harsh, right? I think that I mentioned before that uh, I was kind of known to be as the bulldog or the meat grinder when it came to uh, developing the leadership and, and handling certain things. So I was that rough person uh, and being a first, not to say I'm not now, but anyways, but as a first sergeant, I challenged my skill set. So are you as individuals challenging yourself, right? Chief, you definitely softened up if you were the bulldog. <laughs> so just know that. <laughs> I actually got, uh, I, I had a leader, a, a captain say, I wish I never let you off the leash <laughs> at one point in my career. Oh, wow. Yeah. So one of the things that I want to add uh, to this conversation, and I think you said it in the beginning, is that you might find that you, you think a little bit differently after we have this conversation. Because I was thinking, you know, breath was more important. Um, and, and so we've heard, you know, right? Mm -hmm. Um I've, I've been told before that breath is more important, but you there, there's a lot to be said about death, death being important as well, because when I think about um, how often we, we move around as reservists or some of us do, depending on, hey, you got to get that breath or my spouse is moving and now I have to find a position uh, at Robbins or whatever the case is. Um, we lose a lot of continuity in, in those positions when people move around. And so to me, death is also as important. Um, for the individual that's in the seat and the person that's coming in afterward, because uh, continuity is so important. And so um, I think initially when a person moves into a position, they need to they need to look at, you know, what goals they want to set and where they want to be six months 
a year to two years and, and whatnot. But they also need to make sure that they're setting up the individual that's coming in next to have a, a seamless program. And I know that people might chuckle and laugh about that because a lot of times we come in these positions and we're cleaning up everything that happened before or there was no program to begin with. And now we're starting from scratch. Um, but c- continuity is very important. And I think um, it says a lot about death in, in the individual's career and what they leave behind. So, I mean, yeah, some great words there, right? Um, and some thought process. So I think just to kind of summarize it, right, um, there's a balance and there's a benefit to um, both, right? If you're spread too thin, um, then is that, uh, that, that going to be a problem? Probably. If uh, you're siloed out, uh, is that going to limit your options? Probably. So if you're challenging yourself consistently to drive a little bit more um, and, uh, you know, widen your experience, deepen your knowledge, uh, you can kind of get that breadth and depth piece, that balance, um, and making sure that those records reflect. And then also um, working on being able to articulate how that all weaves together. Because when it comes to those leadership roles and to those unique opportunities, it's going to be about, um, did I have the right level of experience and knowledge and capability? And was I able to articulate it to whatever panel, to whatever person, or to whatever job um, that I was trying to obtain from that, right? And then when you look in the mirror at the end of the day, when you hang up the uniform, is what did I get out of it, right? As far as uh, personal perseverance and personal accomplishment as well. So to all the gladiators out there, I challenge you to um, stay a little bit uncomfortable by taking on challenges that are abnormal. Uh, Challenge yourself to learn something new every day about what you do and why you do it. Um, And then what you'll find is that uh, you'll learn something about yourself. You'll learn something about your job. And then you'll have something more to give back uh, to to Big Blue there. So um, thank you for your time, Sarnestis. Captain Gonzalez, I appreciate it. Right. Thanks. Thank you for the conversation. I thought it was definitely helpful. Um, and to gladiators out there, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for all that you do for your nation and for this wing. Um, and remember, stab your enemies in the face through cyberspace. <laughs>